Good afternoon, uh, good night, good morning. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Bleacher Boys. I'm your host, Ken Suzuki, coming to you from Barcelona, Spain. Isaac Springer back in Albany, New York. How are we doing this don't morning? Tell, no, don't this don't tell them where I live. I don't want the fans, you know, knocking Albany. at my door. You know, that that, that might be uh Damn, thing. I forgot your address, but I have it, so I'll post it in the description below. It's just gonna really if you guys want to go see Isaac. Really gonna dox me. I don't feel like I feel like we're not famous or, enough hey, to be doxed, but you guys can um go check out some Albany Club baseball games. Um uh, we will tag them in our next post so you guys know what to what to look out for. Um and then you might be able to see Isaac makes a couple of nice double plays at second base, shortstop, third base. He's a utility guy. He, uh, they call him Tyler Wade. Good-looking kid at short. Um, you'll find him right away. Actually, I'm kind of um, stable at second. Um, like I okay. But that being said, I did play short and third a lot last year. But like, because the one game I did come to watch, you're playing third base. Yeah, but literally every game after that, I played second. So okay. Did I make all the you're plays? More comfortable there. Second. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't have. I mean, last episode. Go ahead. Because I don't because I don't have to throw. And like uh the one thing with me is I have a strong arm but I'm very inaccurate. So like the I never make throwing errors from second. So like I just like sit there mm-hmm. and little flick on the side and we're good. The third you actually have to like Thomas Sullivan, if you're if you're watching or listening, you can t- attest to Isaac's uh, inaccurate throwing yeah, arm. Yeah, yeah. Go on. So Um What was I gonna say? I was gonna say something about your I, I asked I asked if I made any errors that game. I don't think I did. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not that game, but um, what's it called? Last last year around November or October, we had an episode, and we talked about your playing. You, I think you said you had like two or three nine inning games or something, or like a doubleheader of seven and one nine inning game or something. You had a weekend of baseball, and you talked about how you had like three errors or something. No, 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 no. I I you remember I, that episode. No, I had two. Oh. I had two all season. Just that was the the season because um, we had a, a shortened COVID season. I guarantee you can ask you Albany Club baseball. I have literally made like one or two. I can errors. ask them, but I'm also gonna pause the video right here and clip the uh, or put the clip in of you talking about this. You're a- how many errors I made in in 24 innings uh, last weekend? Last weekend you played 24 innings. Uh yeah, 14 plus nine. We played two seven inning games Damn. and one nine inning game. Guess how many errors? Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna guess one. No, I made I made three errors in ah oh, buddy in, in fifteen. It was I think it was like twelve attempts. No, they they had me at they had me at second, which I didn't make an error at. Then they put me at short, which I made one throwing error at, and then third I made two throwing errors at. So so primary primary position second base no error zero. That's all that matters. No. But I'm a ball honest, magnet. Right? The ball the ball just <laughs> finds me. I'll still take it though. That percentage is not bad. Did you Albany win? Uh, unfortunately, no. We played uh, uh, Yukon, who who were pretty pretty good. Okay. So good competition. Unfortunate, unfortunate but you know, get your reps in. Remember I that. guarantee you won't find it, and that's just not. I and will you know find what, guys? It. He's not gonna put it in because he's gonna he's gonna find it. Watch I'm the putting clip it in. and then realize that that's not what I said. So he said the weekend of baseball, he had two seven inning games and one nine inning game. He made three errors. Um, you said it was all throwing. I think it was from like short or something. Yeah. He said throwing was like, well. Yeah. But yeah happens um it's february first first episode of february february 3rd um so spring training right around the corner in less than two weeks pitchers and catchers report not um psych (laughs) psych players are still arguing um they're actually negotiating um from time to time i guess they take their sweetness time 
Um, so yeah, it looks like Jeff Passan reported that um, a delay in for games is in- inevitable at this point. Um, but we'll see what happens. I mean, this is the time to be making podcast episodes about uh, projections, um, how we think outlook of twenty twenty two season. Start getting hyped for the new season, but it's just dead. I mean, like the half the fucking free agents haven't signed yet, so. Yeah. There's nothing to really talk about there. And so, just to give you a little preview of what we're doing today, we're going to go do a little run-through through the Yankees' top 10 prospects. And there are a bunch of shortstops on that list. And it's hard to to decide where these prospects will fit because we don't know what the Yankees are doing. Um, because, you know, we don't know if they're going to sign sign Correa, hopefully not, or Story, hopefully. Um so like it's like it's actually hard to know like what the prospect season is going to be like because we don't know what the Yankees' moves are yet because they like haven't really made any moves. Um, so yeah, this this all sucks. Uh, very disappointed in baseball, and it's just like they they that's they such a good season for the game with you know Tatis, Vladdy, all the young stars, Shohei, international Shohei. star. Um, so yeah, it just sucks, and we're running out of shit to talk about. So you know. How it be? I was actually looking back, looking back at like the shortstop and then like the free agent signings. I think Talking Baseball or something was doing a free agent episode, and I kind of wish the Yankees signed Corey Seager now. Like yeah. in hindsight, Corey Seager would have been a p- perfect fit for this Yankee but, team. Um, but I think about that more now than I did before. But are you really wanting to pay like what did he make? He did like three thirty, three twenty five. Yeah. So yeah. you we would have had to have done like three forty, three fifty, and. For, I just don't see the Yankees, you know, giving that kind of money to anyone. I know, I know. For the money, for the money, I can sleep well at night that they didn't spend three twenty-five on a defensive liability shortstop. But okay, I wouldn't go there. That lefty but, swing. Yeah, he's a minus. He's a negative defender at short. But he anyway, playing? he's on the Rangers. Let's talk about the youngins in the Yankee system. Me and Isaac actually went to uh, what's it called? What was that? Uh, um, Renegades, Renegades something. Yeah, Hudson Valley Renegades. Well, Hudson Valley Renegades. Yeah, that was a fun experience. We saw, we went. That was actually unfortunate because um, we went right before Anthony Volpe got uh got promoted to Hudson Valley. Oh, he got his hat that I found. Yeah, true. We found this in a bush and it was free hat. So why not? We yeah. This yeah. is the I guess their Badger logo, but pretty cool hat to be honest with you. But um yeah, there you go. Got to got to rep the hat while we're talking Hudson about Valley the Yankees farm system. Anyway, um, do you run the U Albany Club baseball account? Uh, I may or may not. <laughs> so you just followed me. Yeah, I'll, I wanted to see your. Uh, I'll, I'll tag mid. Uh, so okay, if you I think was, you're like texting someone on U Albany Club baseball? It's me. So you know, watch what you say. You see, we just posted. There's a, a video tryout. posted uh, September 18th, 2021. Huge walk off win for the Danes last night. That video was actually taken by yours truly. Um, was it? So yeah. Huge support. Actually, you know what that yeah, wasn't? Yeah, yeah. That was, was taken by our cameraman. That you got the other angle. Oh uh, no! Really? No, no, no. That was me. Yeah. Are you in the comments? The dark one. Yeah. Why is it so dark? Um, it's kind of yeah. kind of shitty camera work. <laughs> why is it? Anyway, <laughs> top ten prospects starting off at number ten. Um, the MLB prospect MLB.com has uh, Yoandris Gomez there at ten. Um, if you want to talk about Yoandris Gomez a little bit, you go ahead. I, I really don't uh, want I don't to. Have much on him. Apparently, he's a a big bargain for the Yankees in 2016. Um, he signed for 50k. Uh, right-handed pitcher. 
I, I don't even like honestly. I, I really don't know much about him, um, and I don't know how he got onto this list that high. Um, which is questionable. If you want to quickly look up his stats from last year, I can give a quick player profile. Yeah. Um, as Isaac said, big six three, one seventy five. Throws from the right side. He's at single A, um, but his ETA's estimated time arrival is twenty twenty two. So apparently he's close to the major leagues. Um, I don't have his pitches. Yeah, or anything yeah. So, like that. so I'll, um, I'll give I'll give a little rundown. He was eight and nine in in his career. He was eight and nine. He's never had. Um, I mean, he averages around a three point six five ERA, which is eh. Um, innings pitch one hundred sixty two. I mean, it's just eh, you know, like it's it's like if he's putting up these numbers in triple A, like maybe, you know, uh, single A, single A, single yeah, but A. this is single A. So you really think that like yeah. maybe they should be doing better. Uh, he grades out at a 50 overall um, with a, a fastball rated at 55. Um, so just so you know, on the on the grade scale, uh, a 50 is average. So average MLB, which is like 90 to 91 miles an hour. Um, so, you, you know, it's, it's not like, n- not exciting stuff. Does he have any, like, uh, yeah, most of his stuff is The 50s. scaling's also 20, 80, so 20's lowest oh, yeah, grade yeah. you can get, 80's the highest, so. Yeah. Yeah, just to clarify. So, yeah, honestly, not, not, not so much interest. We'll, like, we'll see how he does, um, this season and see if he moves up at all. Um, but to be honest, not, not the biggest thing to, um, to worry about. I wonder why he doesn't not have too a picture. About That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Yoendris Gomez at 10. Now, moving on to number 9, we have Ken Waldachuk. Great fucking name. Holy shit. Um, Double-A pitcher, 6'4", 220. Um, anything on Ken Waldachuk? Um, lefty, and he has kind of a power arm. He's he's 10 points above average on the 2080 scale. He has a 60 fastball, which is around, like, 94. So, out of a, out of a lefty, that's, that's pretty good. Um, he does seem to have some control issues is what it's what it's saying here or he's very average um and yeah that's that's it his his ETA is 2022 so we'll really see because the Yankees pitching is always a big question mark um but I I don't really see him really fitting in anytime soon to be honest so but yeah I mean Mm -hmm. hopefully he does well I've definitely heard his name before but it's another yeah he had a he had a breakout year last year um, some of his grades on his fat are his, all his pitches. He has he's a four pitch pitcher, fastball, curveball, slider, slider changeup, change yep. fifty five uh, fastball, fifty five curveball, fifty slider, forty five changeup, and forty command. Um, mm. He just took a huge leap last year, and I think um, Waldeschuk's heater sits in the low nineties, but has a high spin pitch, averaging over twenty four hundred RPMs. So he's one of those guys that the fastball doesn't dip; it just keeps going. If it, uh, it's like one of those fastballs that feel like it rises on the hitters, um, and that's how he gets hitters out with his low nineties fastball. Mm. Um, MLB and his, MLB.com says he's hit ninety five to ninety six as a pro. Well, he's like he's, okay, so maybe he had a little. Tick he said in. he said he's last season one of the reasons for his success was that he was sitting like ninety four to ninety five. Um, mm-hmm. So that's pretty big. Yeah, um, an article I just I just found. The more I watch Waldachuk throw, the more confident I am in his long term ability as a starter. Um, there's some s- command issues apparently to iron out, yep. but he gets a swinging strike uh, percentage at a 15% clip, so which is on his fastball, which is really good. So hoping for big things, another big step forward next year. Maybe we'll see him um, in the big leagues. Yep. Again, just a waiting game. Okay, yeah. Um, Ken Waldachuk at nine. 
moving on, number eight, Luis Medina. Um, last episode, Isaac talked very highly of Luis Medina. Um, Did I? Was that Luis? No, oh, no, 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 no. That, that was Albert Abreu. Albert my Abreu. bad, my bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All good. Luis Medina, he's a tall uh, Hispanic righty. He pitched in the Futures game, touches 100. Uh, if you want to go on about Luis Medina real quick. Um, yeah, his, his ETA is 2022. Um, he has far above fastball. I mean, he has a scouting grade of 75, which is well above MLB average. Um, but just like Waldachuk, he has definitely some control issues. Uh, he has 40 controls. And, and this is the story with a lot of young guys, especially flamethrowers who throw, you know, who throw pretty good. Um, uh, he's going to have to work on that control. Uh, and, and his ERA is not the best either, but the reason why he's he's on that list is because he has so much potential. And he does have electric and stuff. he does have some other pitches to like a change up curveball. Um but he, he can he sits ninety six, ninety nine and can hit a hundred. And it says he even reached one oh two here. So Yeah, he did. Yeah. I saw that. Um he finished up the season at double A. Um so he's making he's looking to start at triple A, I believe, and then make his way up. Um on a lot of articles I read about Luis Medina, uh, it looks like the Yankees see him more as a Loisaga, Dellen Batanzas type pitcher, a reliever back end guy. Um, not sure if they can um, continue pitching him at a start out of the starter rotation, but you know he's another guy that's tall, righty, kind of like Luis Heel. Um, and with these guys, with these flamethrower um, tall guys, I feel like command, like yeah, it's a problem. But I feel like if they had just have like major league level average command. With their stuff, they don't have to have extremely good commands. And, so. and that's what we saw with uh, Louis Louis Heel and um, who's my guy? Now, of course, I can't think of him. Albert Abreu is like when they had command, they untouchable. But then there was times where, especially with Albert Abreu, where he was missing and it was ugly. Like he looked like he doesn't belong at the MLB mm-hmm. level. Um, Louis Hill, though, I think had much better command, but but also he was just pumping heaters. He was just pumping heaters, like in a lot of his a lot of his starts, and none of the hitters had any info on him, so they would you know they would kind of kind of be swinging and missing. Um, but yeah, th- these mm-hmm. are all things that get developed in you know in in the minor AAA, leagues. Yeah. yeah. So, and if you think back to like Dylan Batances, even when he was <laughs> in the major leagues, his control was off. Always very like, erratic. He, yeah. Yeah, um, which could play out to be good sometimes. The hitters don't know where it's coming. Scare them off the plate a little bit. That's true. Um, yeah, so that's Luis Medina. At number seven, Trey Sweeney, the 2021 first-round draft pick. Lefty hitting shortstop, 6-4. Um, and this is a guy that I'm very, very excited about. I think his player comparisons, uh, I watched the draft this year for the first round. Um, only the first round, but he got drafted at number 29, Yankees first round draft pick. 6'4", tall lefty, um, and he's, his player comp is Corey Seager. Very um, interesting. That's a name to, that's a big name to live up to, and I hate, I usually hate player comparisons because I feel like it just puts extra pressure on guys that are only 18, 19. He came out of high school and got drafted, so we'll see how this goes. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have much on him. The only thing I have on him is that uh, he hit kind of a low average for single A, um, 260, which, to be honest, not his best. But he, he did have seven bombs and, and four stolen bases, which is kind of starts to showcase his you know multi-tool, multi-talented type of player. Um, kind of like Corey Seager, he grades out pretty low at, at fielding with a, with a 40, 40 grade. Um, but his power numbers are definitely up there. He, he has um, 60 hit and 50 power, so, you know... 
looking mm-hmm. to expand on that. And just so you know what what 60 hit is, batting average-wise, that's a plus stat, and that's about like 280 MLB average. Not saying that that means he's going to hit 280 in MLB. That means that that's what scouts predict the type of player That's what he projects to, to be, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, the 260 batting average, not great, but his 875 OPS, seven homers, as you said, 22% K rate, so great back control. I'm really excited about him, yeah, and no. I want to go see him next year if he's in uh, Hudson Valley. But again, th- this all depends on what the Yankees do. If the Yankees sign a long-term contract with Story, he, we're looking at him as a trade piece. Um, or a third baseman. Or a third baseman. Uh, but th- we already signed DJ LeMahieu, and we can't just you know make his contract go away. His ETA, by the way, Trey Sweeney, is 2024. I believe DJ's contract is up like 2027, I think, or 2028. I'm 2026. 2026. So, you know, you may have – so, you know – you may have more time for Trey Sweeney to learn under DJ Mayhew or another shortstop. And there's also many other shortstops on this list, or there's two others. So he's definitely below them right now. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was a great pickup. Apparently, what I what I read on Trey Sweeney, last note, um, is that he didn't play in the Cape Cod League his senior year. And if he did, scouts, see him, scouts would have seen him as a top 10 draft pick overall. So Yankees kind of lucked out there. He played in a different uh, league, and he balled out. He hit like 380. So kind of kind of dropped in the draft and fell in, fell fell into the Yankees' hands. And we'll hope for a big leap next year. Yeah, we got to see what level he ends at. Yeah, well, hopefully Double A, and then Triple A next year, and then 2024 Yankees. Moving on, number six, Austin Wells, catcher, uh, finished the season at uh, a high A, ETA at t- twenty twenty three, twenty two year old catcher, six two two twenty. Um, he hits lefty, good hitter. Uh, what do you have on Austin Wells? Um, again, this is the same story as a lot of the guys you're going to see on this list. Is that we don't know what his position is yet with the Yankees because Yankees, the, if they if they re-sign Gary Sanchez. If they sign a different MLB-ready catcher, um, you know, it, there's a lot of question marks with that because of this lockout. Uh, but a, but a lefty hitting lefty hitting power at catcher is very valuable. Um, uh, he he grades out at 55 hit, 55 power, um, and his arm and fielding is under average. But still, those those hitting stats as a catcher are very important because. That is a hard, hard position to um, to uh, get get productivity out of. So, and I think me and Ken saw him at, at Renegades, and I, I don't remember what he remember what he did, but um, mm-hmm. he looked good. So, yeah, he's also twenty two, so he's still has plenty of time. Yeah, apparently his K percentage uh, spiked a little bit after moving up to high A, but that that's normal uh, when you move up in level. Obviously, it's not going to be the same as before but yeah raw power um for, for he also plays a little bit of first base too so we'll see about that um and i'm excited for this guy and yeah we can move on number five six uh, what are we we're at? at five six uh five clark schmidt, right clark schmidt now this is an interesting one we're gonna start to see names that we've seen before on the major at the major league level uh uh, what's his name? Okay, Clark Schmidt. Clark Schmidt, right-handed pitcher, uh, undersized. Uh, he pitched, I think he made his MLB debut in 2020, I remember. He made a start in Yankee Stadium with the no fans and all that. Um, uh, he's He's been at the top of these uh, lists before of the Yankees' top prospects. 
He's kind of making his way down a little bit, but he's still young. Um, has still has potential, obviously, and we'll see where he fits in in, in 2022 yeah. Yankees. How old is he again? He is. He's 25. Oh, he's 25. So, so here's what I have on him is that this upcoming spring training is huge for him. Like this is like make or break career type thing because you can only play in the minor leagues until a certain age, and especially pitchers. There's only so many innings in that arm. Um, so I think this spring training is huge for him. He's gonna need to dominate spring training. Um, and he and if even if he does well, I think he doesn't have a place on the Yankees team. I think he's gonna start in Triple A, um, and he's gonna need to like really show consistency um, to achieve MLB, like to achieve a, a roster spot with the Yankees. Uh, I just don't see him like fitting on the team right now with the way that his injury history is and his sporadic control and you know it's you know it's tough because he does have a lot of talent he has he has he has a sinker that moves like crazy I believe if I'm thinking of the right person um mm-hmm. so yeah I mean I I don't even think we need to like worry about his grades or something uh, how he grades out scouting wise I think he just needs to go and get it at spring training that's like what he needs yeah. to do so I think it was it's a little unfortunate with him I feel like he I think it was 2020, the second spring training of the COVID season. He absolutely balled out, and he was amazing in this in that spring training, ramping up towards the season. And I think he got hurt a little bit or after his MLB debut. Um, and he was really highly touted. He was one of the, if not the top prospect the Yankees had. And him and Davey were like the new best things coming to the Yankees. Um, and everyone was hyped about him. And then what? We're one and a half years later. Here we are talking about him at number five, 25 year old becoming a little older in the minor leagues but yeah i think his potential is still there he has that great breaking ball uh good sinker i remember him as a prospect card and i'm gonna be the show last year and mm-hmm. yankee fans were all playing with him and saw the potential he had so i'm excited to see him next year i think he could bounce back yeah and funny you mentioned davy garcia he's not even in the top 10 anymore um uh actually i don't even know if he ever was but I mean, he was an est- oh, he definitely he was. was okay. He was like re- like yeah. established MLB every five day starter for a for a good six months with the Yankees in like 2019, I believe, or was it 2020? 2020. That 2020. Was the yeah. um, he pitched in the playoffs. Yeah, he and and so what I've he pitched against the Rays. Yeah, and so what I've heard is that he lost <clears throat> command. He went to the alternate site to fix it and never got fixed. Then he played in some games. And, it, it, you know, it's a head game. Like, I, I totally get it. Like, you probably he's had success at the major league level, and all of a sudden you're getting sent down to AAA or the alternate site to work on things, and you get in your head about, the you know, you think that you deserve to be on the MLB team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I hope Davey has a good season this year, but he really fell off in the last two years. And I remember you were a really big yeah. fan of his. So. Um, yeah, I was super high on Davey. I thought he should have got that start in like in game four when Hap did the oh, opening yeah. thing, whole mess. One of the biggest tragedies in, y- in recent Yankee history. Anyway, yeah, Davey, I'm still pretty high on him. I think he can bounce back. He had a terrible, terrible season last year. I don't think we need to say anything else on that. Yeah. He had a low yeah. sevens or high sevens ERA, but in I AAA. think he could bounce back. He could be a yeah in Triple A. Yeah, he could. He had like one or two starts on the Yankees last year. Um, did he? And it was early on, too. It was like April, May. Yeah, he had a couple starts against the Orioles. But Davey, man, that's my guy. I, I really hope he bounces back. He could fit into that Nestor role, um, five starter. He could also go into the bullpen, be the swing man, um, kind of like Michael King. I think they can 
I think that group of guys, um, Clark Schmidt even, Davey, Herman, King, I think they could all, if two of the four or five figure it out and become a bona fide number five or that swingman guy, long relief, I think the Yankees are in good shape, and I really, I'm really i rooting for Davey, man. And, He's a great guy. And talking about that um, long relief guy, that brings in our, our next candidate, number four, uh, Luis Hill. Um, and... I, I really like I really like Heel. Um, obviously he impressed and showed a lot of um, showed a, a lot a lot of toughness, a lot of mental toughness in some of the games. I think he won like his first two games or something like that, um, or he he, he had a, he had a quality scored, start. scoreless outings in last yeah yeah, yeah, yeah first yeah. three he had a scoreless outing yeah um, fifteen straight innings or something. And I actually think that he fits in with this year's team. I I but I I see him more as a reliever, long relief guy. Uh, he grades out at a 75 fastball, which is, you know, he, he throws 100, basically. Um, and I kind of like his stuff out of the bullpen better with the 100 fastball and the slider that moves a lot. Um, and he's only 23, too, so he has a lot of time to learn and develop under guys like Loisaga, Chapman, Chad Green, um, you know, and, uh, yeah. Nick Nelson. Nick Nelson, yeah. So yeah, I'm so kidding. he's in Japan now. By so the way. I, I I could see he'll getting like a sixth rotation spot, um, or potentially long relief this year. Yeah, um, I I disagree with you on the bullpen part. I think he can really be a solid number five if you give him. I don't want him to already be that bullpen guy. If he's not going to get consistent starts, I'd rather him get consistent starts and AAA still. Okay. I think he's a lot more to develop still his command. He was great last year, but kind of a breakout season. Let's hope he's not another Davy 2.0 and backtrack any any more than what Davy did. But uh, honestly, I think he could be a number five starter for the Yankees next year if the Yankees don't get anyone else. Um, but hoping for the best. He's a big, tall, six-two righty. He looks bigger than six-two. He's you compared him to Michael Ruggieri. Remember that? He looks like Michael Ruggieri. Yeah, Michael Ruggieri is also like six-six, so a little bit of a difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, Luis Heal, Isaac's best friend from high school baseball, by the way, if you guys are wondering. Don't worry about it. Moving on, number three, Oswald Peraza. Shortstop, breakout season. We've heard the names 10,000 times this offseason. Um, young shortstop that had a breakout season next, right under uh, Anthony Volpe. He's actually further along in the development process than Volpe, but he's still in AAA. He's expected... To be able to, uh, he's so his fielding's better than his hitting, and his fielding is major league level, is what I'm hearing. Um, still had a great offensive season, but yeah, Oswald Peraza. Yeah, and and he he can run too. Um, so he's 21 year old shortstop with the ETA of 2023. Um, to be honest, I don't really see him fitting on this team. Um, I think that I think that Volpe is younger, and I think his potential is higher, and I think that Oswaldo Peraza is. Sorry, Oswald Peraza, excuse me. He could be more of a potential trade piece. Um, so teams... Let's go. Teams might... Yeah. Teams might want him because he's more MLB ready than Volpe. And people don't know like how Volpe is going to grade out, right? So I think if you're the Yankees, if you're looking to trade a highly touted prospect, you go Oswald Peraza. And that's yep. no offense to him. Yep. Um, I think that... I think that hey, good luck in good luck in Oakland, Oswald. Yeah, I mean, I I really I really think that he's a good trade piece, and that's it. I don't see him fitting in anywhere on this on this year's team or next year's team. Um, so, because because Yankees yep. Yankees have uh, <clears throat> potential signing a shortstop, 
they have Glaber, they have DJ, and he can't play first base. So they, they have too many options there. So unless they're not going to sign Glaber, which I think is kind of crazy because I think you could sign him for pretty cheap and he has high potential still. Um, and also Glaber's only like two years older than him. So, And Glaber's proven it at the MLB level. Obviously, he's had a lot bad last year, but yeah. So I hate to I hate to talk about trading a guy when we're talking about him as a prospect, but um, we know the player he is. He's a great great player. Um, but yeah, as I said, I think in a previous episode earlier in the off season, when you have two guys or three guys that just broke out out of nowhere and had a career minor league season, the chances of all three of them or all two both of them panning out to be a major league star is very very low. Now, everyone likes to get hyped up about these prospects, but one in maybe one in ten, one in fifteen player uh, prospects like this um, pan out and become actual all stars. So you gotta you gotta trade them when their value is this high. Like take advantage of it before they turn into another Clint Frazier or Miguel Andujar. Yep, can't can't just don't waste can't this opportunity. Hug. It, the window's now to win, guys. Like we we can't be hugging on to prospects. Yep, Cashman. Number two on the list, I think it was Jason Dominguez, the Martian. Um, signed him at age 16, uh, and he took a little step back. He's oh, so starting with Oswald Peraza, he they're now these three top three Yankee prospects are in the top hundred major league prospect list. Um, and Dominguez comes in at number 27. I think he took a step back last year. Um, what I read about him was that he had a hard time adjusting to major league ready fastballs or like the higher level fastball high quality fastballs so he has a big leg kick apparently and he was a little slow to the ball high strikeout rate 30 percent um but he is he he's 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 also 18 (laughs) yeah exactly i was gonna say that he's still super young and when he when he signed the yankees in what a couple years ago they compared him to mickey mantle and mike trout like this is why I don't like player comparisons, and obviously, switch hitting center fielder with great five tool ability. I'm, he's great, but come on, like Jeff Passan was the guy who compared him to Mickey Mantle. Like, chill out. Yeah, I, I agree. That's stupid. He has an ETA of twenty twenty four, but I I would if I would guess, I'd say it's a little bit longer than that. <clears> just <throat> just because of how young he is, and even though I know he's you know uh, a big time prospect, usually they're not gonna just you know 20 years old okay for you know major league start but again this all depends on what the Yankees are gonna do are they are they if they don't win this year are they rebuilding do they call them up in two years um the other thing you have to think about is that Aaron Hicks is not a free agent until 2027 um and to be honest if if Hicks doesn't pan out they only owe him like I think 15 mil over the next two years so 10 mil per 10 mil per year no, 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 no. It's 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 eight or nine. It's eight or nine in the last two years. It averages at ten. Average annual salary value is ten. You have it up. I think it goes down. You have it up. Or no, you no, no. Guessing? I just remember. I I looked at it yesterday. No, no I just so. remember the con- contract structure. It. I think it goes up as the years go on. I think he's owed like eight, nine, and it goes like ten, eleven, eleven, twelve. But the average it was seven for seventy. Okay. So anyway, AAV's ten. Anyway, so where I see Dominguez fitting in is maybe like a chance to. Like work on corner outfield, work on defense and and stuff like that under Aaron Hicks. So Aaron Hicks by twenty twenty seven or twenty twenty five, you know he's gonna be pretty old. So I th- I think you know that would be a a good a good spot for Dominguez under 
under Hicks, um, all depending on how Hicks pans out in the next two years. Uh, Jason Mingus scouting grades, he has a 55 hit. He has a 60 power, and, and a 60 power on the scale is plus, and that's like 23 to 27 home runs. So that's, you know, that's a pretty decent that's a pretty decent year. So he, he does have a lot of power. That's like a 280 batting average as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's a big-time prospect, and he has a, he has a lot to live up, to live up to the hype. And we're going to see what level he gets up to this year. Um, and definitely more video will be coming out, uh, you know, the higher he gets in the system. So excited mm-hmm. to see excited to see those videos of him going deep and stealing bags. Yeah, I mean, his speed is off the charts. His defense, is, his raw ability to play defense is amazing. He probably needs a little more time developing as, like, reading balls yep. and off-the-bat movement yep. and things like that. But I feel that. like his speed, his arm, his build, I mean, at 16, he looked like a 30-year-old man. Like, he's with braces. He's built, like, yeah, with braces. Um, I have Aaron Hicks's contract up right now, 10.5 this year, 10.5 next year. Nine and a half for the next two years, and then a twelve and a half option. Yeah, but I don't think Yankees will pick. Is it a club option or? or? What does the red mean? Twenty twenty six club option. Yeah, so one million. So exactly. So they probably buy him out for a million dollars. That's what I'm saying. So let's say let's say it's twenty twenty six. Is that it's twenty twenty six or it's twenty twenty seven? Excuse me. And Yankees, you know, here's Dominguez and AAA hitting three thirty. You know, with sixteen bombs, and they have to get. I, and Hicks oh, not doing easily. well. So buy him out. Get him out of there. So we're we're already talking about Hicks not being the center fielder <laughs> next year and getting a center fielder. So I doubt he'll be the starting center fielder at the end of this contract. Yeah. yeah I mean, he could move to the corners or be be the fourth outfielder, play a guardy role. But yeah, at the end of that contract, he's not. You know, yep. I mean, I'll be glad. I'll be happy if he's still starting. That means he's playing well. At number one, uh, Anthony Volpe uh, out of New Jersey, Del Barton High School, Al Leiter's teammate. Jack. Um, He's Jack Leiter. Al Leiter's like 40. Al Leiter's son. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Anthony Volpe, shortstop out of New Jersey. Played uh, first-round draft pick in 2020. Broke out last year. I think we've heard this name about 200,000 times. Now, he's uh, everyone's comparing him to Derek Jeter. If you guys know who that is, he was a shortstop for the Yankees in 20 years. Um, but Anthony Volpe, great, great uh, player. He's Everyone just calls him a ball player, like just... Um, not, nothing special, just he does everything great. Like, he's just a hard-nosed guy, pr- true professional, apparently. Um, and if you talk to people that, like, I've, um, <clears throat> I was listening to an interview, um, about him when he went to, a, like, a team dinner or something. Everyone compares him, the just the way he handles himself and talks to the media to Derek Jeter. Um, not, not the way he plays. Obviously, he's a shortstop, and the baseball part is also comparable, but um, just the way he handles himself, true professional, age twenty or twenty-one, um, and big things to come for him. Yeah. Um. So he is a ETA of twenty twenty-three. Um. And again, this is all depending on what the Yankees do, and this is why this damn lockout is so annoying. Because if the Yankees don't sign a shortstop, then they're signing a shortstop. But if they don't, then you're looking at you know they don't have a single shortstop at the major league level right now. That's what I'm saying. They so they're two so backups. If if Yankees don't sign someone, you may see Os- Oswald Peraza moving that and maybe filling a gap until Volpe can come in, depending on, you know, how he does in in AAA cuz all this being said, he hasn't done shit yet in AAA. And and AAA is where it starts getting like the MLB, you know. Um 
So I think he's he's definitely obviously going to start in Renegades, which is Double A. Um, and he might start in Triple A. Who knows? He I don't. He tore up Double A. Yeah, but and actually, you know, for his confidence. Oh well, you know, Renegade. Wait, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. Renegades is high A, so he'll start Double A. And in and that's in um uh Tampa. That's in Somerset. Oh, no, Somerset no, no. Patriots. Low A. Somerset Patriots is I think. And then Triple A. They Scranton, switched that Scranton up a couple years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we, you know, we also have to see like maybe he's a second baseman. Like let's say Yankees don't wanna don't wanna you know mess with Glaber anymore. Then maybe DJ as an old man is slotted at third, and you got Volpe at second, and 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 not Carlos Correa, but Trevor Story at shortstop. Um, that's something potential we could see. Uh, he, he grades out pretty well. I'll just give his stats real quick. Hit 60, power 50, run 55, fielding 55. So he grades out as overall 55, um, which is the same as Jason Dominguez. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's... Top 10 MLB prospect as well. Yes. So very good player, overall. and we're going to have to watch and see how he does um, this year and where he where he ends up. Um, yeah. So that, that was the list. Um, another thing about Volpe, everyone says he has it. Um, not a lot of men minor league players have it, but whatever it is, apparently he has it, and that's he has it. according to people, according to people who are around him on a daily basis, and so that's the top ten list. Um, I feel like there's some overreactionary uh, movements in the list. I feel like just in general, not 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 the organizational top ten, but Dominguez dropping down to like twenty uh, places in the uh, all of MLB. I feel like that's very reactionary. The kid's like 18, 19, um, one bad season when he moved up to single A. Like, come on, that's his first professional season. Um, I think full pay, hard to say, but I think it's a little jumping the gun there a little bit. A top 10 prospect is a huge leap from not even being on the list last year, so in the top 100. So we'll see. I hope, hope for the best, but... Wouldn't be surprised if Volpe's ranks a little lower than next year, which doesn't mean he's not going to pan out to be an All Star. I'm just it's saying it's a little bit. It's hard to repeat the type of season he had, and especially if it's at and it, the hype he just yeah, and especially if it's at a level that's higher than the level you did that at. Um, but like this is how real good players get developed is they keep progressing over and over and over again. Like Jared Kelnick, this is how he went through the the system. Is he every year he had an, an Anthony Volpe year, you know? Like and mm-hmm. I think it was the same thing with uh, and then he still struggled in the major league exactly. Level, right? So this is why it in baseball it takes so much time more than any other sport to to be able to consistently hit MLB pitching, and so as much as you could think, oh he's so good, bring you know bring him up next year or like it's just not it's just not how it works. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll really have to see how they do this year, and hopefully we can get spring train training started. Maybe we can see some of these guys, um, which would be great. Exactly. Thank you. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's. This all comes back to MLB. Get your shit together. So <laughs> that's how we end every episode nowadays. So sad, sad. Um, would you, would you trade Volpe or Dominguez if the deal was right, um, or are they untouchable? I, I, I think you gotta let Jason Dominguez have a couple more years of minor league before you trade him. I'm not saying like any offer of Volpe, but like if if there's a MLB player, Matt Olson, who, who is established MLB all-star then you'd be stupid not to um and uh, the Yankees the report said the Yankees declined to 
uh, include Peraza in the deal for Olsen. So yeah, I mean that I would I, I would say I would say Dominguez is definitely untouchable because he he's only eighteen and he hasn't even played in Double A yet, and he could he could be hitting he could be hitting four hundred in Double A. We don't you know we wouldn't know, so I think that would be kind of a dumb move. Uh, Volpe I'd hold on to for this year, but definitely guys like, you know, Clark Schmidt, Oswald Peraza, like, you know, if you if the deal's right and they, they want a package for an MLB player, a pitcher, done. Honestly. Like that's yeah. cannot prospect hug. I'm with you there. The the again, sound like a broken record. The window to win is right now. And if getting an all star player just means giving up one of these prospects, I would do it in a heartbeat, like but but um, while saying that, Dominguez and um, Volpe, I would hold on to as much as possible unless you get a deal like Jose Ramirez of the Guardians. Then you would include I would include either of them and get him get an MVP caliber player. But without a caliber player like that, maybe like a Mookie Betts like the Dodgers did a couple of years ago. Unless a trade like that comes up, I would hold on to Dominguez and Volpe. I agree. They seem like the real deal. I agree. But, I think those two are definitely yeah. untouchable. Right now, yeah. right now. Anyone other than that, though? Whoever you want, Oakland. Stay away from no. Stay away from Luis Hill. Stay away from Albert Abreu. Try to stay away. If that if Hill means getting the Olsen, though, I would stay do. away from Austin Wells. Honestly, left-handed power hitting catcher. That's rare. That's pretty rare. Uh, thank you for your services, Austin Wells, and good luck in Oakland. <laughs> Welcome, medals. <laughs> All right. All right. I think that'll do it. Um, Forty-minute episode. Shit. Oh, which is kind of good. We're just talking without really realizing how long we're going. That's bad. Sign of a good time. Um, anything else? Any notifications that popped up on your end? Did Patrick Mahomes retire? Nothing. No, not yet. I did not see that happen yet. Weird that you didn't okay. follow uh, um, follow uh, you Albany Club Baseball back. Um, I'm doing a podcast right now. Right after, I'm gonna. I might even put that in the Bleacher Boys uh, bio real quick people want to go see that oh by the way i'm getting into soccer bro soccer is sick over here i mean i've i'm trying to go see a psg i've been saying that since like since like eighth grade my mom what you know about soccer get out of here my mom bought me a bien just because you play a little fifa no 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 no. my mom bought me bien sports package which is like all the soccer in eighth grade i i used to be more of a fan but i don't know my my roommate watches uh he's a big chelsea fan so he watches like every uh Saturday, Champions League. No, that's that's yeah. Every Saturday, the Premier League. Every no, no, no. Champions <laughs> oh. League is starting in two weeks. Oh, okay. I thought you're. I'm taking two. No, Chelsea plays every Saturday at three p.m. local. Name time. five. Name name five teams. I'm not a Chelsea fan, but oh, also what I learned today in class, guys, free education here on the Bleacher Boys podcast, um, is that in in England in the UK, you, they're not allowed to televise soccer games at live. On live television at 3 p.m. Why? Why? It's not allowed. There's a delay. They want people to go to the game, so they just... It's a fucking law, bro. You're not allowed to televise games at live time. On that's live time. awful. That's awful. I gotta say, that's yeah. that's. So the that's game starts... The kickoff's at 3. No one's allowed to watch TV. No one no one can watch it. You have to go to the game, and, there's, and then they play a little later. I mean, I guess that does encourage more t- attendance. It's like and... a cultural... It's been like that since forever, apparently, so... Well, they don't definitely make all their money from revenue, from you know seat revenue instead of TV deals. Then I guess. Well, they do have TV deals. They just it's not live. Yeah, but who would pay more money to see the game later? Like that's dumb. But how would you know about it? Like if the they Yankees, don't even have like if the Yankees up, weren't on they, they TV, they don't even have phone updates. 
Well, they do. People at the game can easily tweet out what the, what's going no, on. No, but like they don't have like a you know a, a Man U app where it says like the score. Oh, they definitely do. Yeah, they hundred percent do. Exactly. So you just can't watch it. That's dumb. That's dumb. But th- that's like the. I mean, soccer is a bigger sport than baseball, so it's true. They're doing something right. Um, Rob Manfred, just just go watch a couple games here, please. The fans are. I went to a basketball game the other day. I saw that FC Barca basketball. How was that? Um, Nikola Mirotic is on the Barca team, and Dante Exum, who's a top five draft pick in 2017, was also on the Barca team. And so those two guys are the only former NBA players. They just suck, bro. Like compared the, to NBA? The talent level, yeah, it's unbelievable. So they play 10-minute quarters, four quarters. The first quarter, guess what the score was after one? Like 30, no, like 26 to like 20 or something? It was like 7-5. What? Are you kidding? Yeah. That's terrible. first quarter was god awful. They both teams had more turnovers than points. Are you dropping? Scored. Are you dropping buckets there? Are you, are you dropping like a three there? Like low key, I am dropping buckets. I don't know if I told you, but I joined a, a pickup basketball league in Barca, and I'm I'm in Barca. How'd you yeah, find that? I'm playing with lo- I'm playing with locals over here, and I'm balling. So if they if they come calling no, over, not. I might be playing in the FC Barca. That's thing. funny. All right, but yeah, we'll wrap things up here. Go on forever. Thank you guys for listening. If you guys made it this far, make sure you uh, comment you Albany Club Baseball in the comment section below. Um, views were down a little bit last week, so guys, we got to get that up. Um, and yeah, make sure you guys subscribe, please. We still were stuck on 28 subscribers at on, over there on YouTube. Um, thank you guys for following on Instagram, and we'll see you guys next week. Hopefully, we'll be a week away from spring trading baseball. Probably not. But Probably not. Chances are low. All right. Thank you guys for listening and see you guys next week. Peace. Peace out.